Please. 
Konko kshuo nguwe ilogo kwenzika yungo siyami. Inga kusikolo nguwe na ngulungulu na mantla. Kuba ungungulungulu obo nagalayo ngezenzo zako ngulungulu na mantla. Agutingo siyami kutisifune upata na umenyamini kutu angosi. Siyabona ukona pagati wetu. Ushilo zwinla kongo siyami wakuluma ngewe ya kumprofetu skatsetu. Uguti leskatsetu ila kongo siyami wekile wena waba pagati wetu. Ngembela kongo siyami siyabonu kona bako kona pagati wetu. Sibuse Ngo siyamu sebonga bantu anabako Usenu mfue tunangu ngo siyamu sasola Ngi mtabelelo Simnigila kwenye ngulungulo na mandwa Yazi mkonzo yake Kubea ngo siyamu na umenezele njalo Kulise njalo baba Enkile nileo ngo siyamu na mandwa wonke Nibanta nako longe lukona ngo siyamu Sibuse tinasonge babika mile ngo si Jesu Christu Amen Amen
asking you, praise, hallelujah, before the ark of God come forth, hallelujah, as we invite it, hallelujah, that let's just say amen, he touch me, hallelujah, hallelujah. he touch me,
We are happy to see all of you. Amen. Amen. Uh, we hope you had a great time on Sunday. Uh, hope it was a blessing. Amen. Amen. We as well had a great time. God granted us the traveling mercy to the land of Zimbabwe. Uh, I bring greetings from Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Uh, I was told to bring you next time when I come. Amen. 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 They actually have got a convention that they have invited you to. Amen. The love that we have experienced that side. We just want to appreciate God, what God is doing amongst the Zimbabwean people. Uh, we have seen things there. And we have learned much as much as we touch them as well. Amen. But what, what, what remained with me is how they love each other. Uh, just to give you a perspective we went to Pastor Chitzindi's church Pastor Chitzindi's church is 2 kilometers away from or 2.5 kilometers away from Pastor Chisa's church Am I right to say this will be Pastor Chitin's church? And right at McDonald's, you've got Pastor Chisa. Uh, and maybe at Engine Del Judo. Oh, yeah, Engine Del Judo. Then you've got uh, uh, Pastor Amos, which is the former church of Pastor Jeremiah. Do you see how, how they are neighbors? Now, when I was with Pastor Chitinde, the, uh, the son-in-law to Pastor Chisa came to visit him with Pastor Chesa's daughter. When they left, he said, Pastor Chesa is a good man. Uh, because I know Pastor Chisa. I say Pastor Chisa is a gentleman. And then uh, Pastor Chitini said, no, he's not just a gentleman. He's a Christian gentleman. Because he says one can be a Christian without being a gentleman. And one can be a gentleman without being a Christian. But Pastor Chesa is both. It's a message pastor talking about another message pastor that is next door. He says, Pastor Madiba, he 
here in Zimbabwe. We've got no time to fight for members. Because we are 13 million. We have teamed up to convert the whole Zimbabwe. Hallelujah. I hope you are you are you are able to see something there. Amen. And you know, Pastor Chitini doesn't mean his words. He says, you uh, black brothers in South Africa, God must take you to a disciplinary inquiry. Because you fight for members instead of converting the nation. Amen. Just to give you the numbers, uh, the church that we were in, it is 5,000 people. Pastor Chisa has got 2,000 people that are going there. Pastor Amos has got 3,000 people going there. They've got a television channel where they, trans- they preach the message. They say they are able to convert 150 people per weekend. And they send them to other satellite churches. I don't know what it does to you. To me, it tells me that there is more ground to be covered here in Whitbank. Fighting for members, trying to convince one this one to stay doesn't work. Rather than trying to convince this one to stay, we'd rather convince a drunkard to come into the message. Uh, I hope you are together. Amen. So we definitely pass our regards, their regards to you. We had a friend Friday service. Then we are officiated on Saturday. And then on Sunday we had another service. Amen. So we definitely had a great time. A warm reception indeed. Amen. I will give you a date when they have invited you to Zimbabwe. Uh, all right. Let me not preach a Zimbabwe message. Amen. Yeah. You'll be irritated, some of you. <laughs> Amen. But we need to learn something from them. Are we together? As much as they must learn something from us. So it's a, it's a two-way process. Amen. Amen. As we turn to our Bibles, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 
From verse 14, it reads in this manner. Thou sayest, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, take this evidences, this evidence of the purchase, both which is sealed and this evidence which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel that they may continue many days. Amen. So you, you get uh, this, this refers to a title deed. Hallelujah. This is after the land was bought. Now there were two sets of title deeds. One was closed, one was sealed. One was open. And the one that was open was supposed to be put into earthen vessels. Amen. You've got a, a book. Which is the seventh seal. But uh, that book, another party must be put in you. It must not just be a script, a, 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 something that we read, but it must be something that comes into us. Amen. Let's read Hebrews 11, verse 1. Verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. As we pray, most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening that you have preserved us until this far. It is not our plan that by now we should be alive. It is your plan that we are still alive. Amen. And that is why we want to bring thanksgiving to you. And Lord, we want to appreciate this message once more. There will never be a time or a day that goes by without us appreciating this message. This message is life. Amen. This message is Jesus Christ himself in the end time. Amen. Many things will come and will go, but this message will stand to the test of time. Amen. And that is why we've got full confidence this evening to put our eternal destination upon this message. Amen. Because heaven and earth shall pass away, but your way shall never pass away. And Lord, we thank you that you sent William Brenham in the end time a true prophet, a vindicated prophet. Yes. Among all kinds of things that we see in the end time, 
I'm happy that there is a prophet that is genuine on the land. And Lord, we are very much thankful that we are the product of this messenger. And Lord, we'll preach this messenger until we go home. Nothing else but what the prophet brought our way. Because he was the sign in the end time. He was the super sign in the end time. And that is why we are very much thankful, dear God. We want to commit the reading of the word to you and say, come and speak to us in a very special manner. If there are those that are sick and afflicted, I say, heal them in the name of Jesus Christ. If there are those that are bound, set them free. Whatever they need may be in the building, grant it, Heavenly Father, because we worship a living God. And I know you will deliver the results, dear God as we have always been doing it throughout the ages. We want to commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. Amen. Now, this evening, we just want to speak about the title deed. Amen. The title deed. Actually, I was planning to speak on a message called Catching a Vision for a Possibility. Uh, but God interrupted me and said, I need the title deed. Amen. Now, I like the scripture that says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith without works is dead. If you can say you have faith but it doesn't deliver the results, is dead. And I think we need to come to a point where we become very restless. Uh, when, when we attempt things and they don't happen. Hallelujah. Where, where we desire and it does not happen. Because faith without works is dead. That means the faith must deliver the results. If it doesn't deliver the results, it's dead. And if it is dead, we need to check why is it dead. Because faith is a living organism. It must feed on something in order to live. Uh, when your faith feeds on the right things, it develops the muscles. It makes you to withstand the pressures of the hour. A believer whose faith, faith is feeding on the right things, it makes the devil to be afraid of such a believer. But when a believer uh, does his faith or her faith, 
does not feed on the right thing, that believer is shaken. He becomes a playground of the devil. But today, uh, this evening, I want to say, let us not be the playground of the devil. This is the hour where the believers must take charge. That whatever you have believed, you must activate it. Whatever you have believed, you must produce the results. The devil has gone to the extreme. And it's unapologetic the way he has gone to the extreme. He, he makes people to eat grass. I see some are eating hair. Recently they ate lizards. It means the spirits have gone to the extreme. And I think the spirit in the bride must go to another extreme. This, this is not a, a, a time just to be mediocre. But this is an hour where you need to challenge the devil and take charge in your environment that the devil must be afraid of you. Amen. How many believe that the devil is nothing? The devil belongs under our feet. That's where he belongs. And my believers, we need to keep him there. You know, this during the day, I say, God, you have given the bride to be with something that can bring the devil under subjection. I say, God, we have operated below our privileges. There's a lot of things that clouded our judgment. There's a lot of things that direct us down. But I think it is our this is the hour when the church must rise up. You know, the church must know that it is the solution for the hour. Brothers, we've got the solution. If another man has got a problem in his house, we've got the solution. If somebody, the doctors have shook their heads and said there is no more hope, we've got the solution. If somebody is too drunk and doesn't know what to do. We've got the solution. And we need to take the solution to the people. Say, my brother, there is a solution for your situation. I've got something that can break this cycle. How many believe that they've got a solution? We've got the solution. I want you to believe in yourself and believe in your solution and say, what I have got can bring remedy in every situation no matter where the person is if I give him what I have which is the unalterated word of God it will bring the result anytime the word of God will defeat the devil anywhere anytime under any condition I, I believe in that statement Brother Branham says God will back up his way no matter who you are God is not a respecter of a person if you are a little man God will back you if you are a big man God will back you if you are a woman God will back you if you are a man God will back you as long as you stay with his way this is the time where we need to stay with his way 
The devil is roaring like a lion. But he's not a lion. Because the lion is in the camp. He's acting like a lion. Because he saw the real lion in us. Because we are under the lion ministry. And when our lion roars, he's a lion. But when the devil roars, he's like a lion. I'm glad to be on the side of God. How many are glad to be on the side of God? This is the time to be on the side of God. Brothers, I want to tell you, this church has got a solution for this community. Whatever the devil plants in this community, this church has got a solution. And you need to start behaving like you've got a solution. And deliver the solution to the people that need it. And say, brothers, we are not ordinary believers. We have been commissioned by the Almighty God. We've got the title deed. You, you've got the legal requirement. You've got the legal requirement. You are not just a believer without papers. You can produce the papers and say, this is my identity. And that title deed, it allows you to claim what is yours. And it allows you to tell the devil when you are a squatter here. I think the church has been coexisting with the devil for far too long. I think the church has been too far understanding. But I need the church to rise up to serve the devil on notice and say, you are done. Your numbers are done. If you are sick, you can tell the devil. You can serve him the notice and say, today, till this far, no further than this you've got no legal right you are a squatter and you can drive him out the Holy Spirit is more than ready to action your way because it's God's policeman and if you tell him what to do he will do it and be precise on how you tell him this is what I need I need by such and such time then the Holy Spirit will come and activate your request. The Bible says we receive. We do not receive because we do not ask. But I say, let us ask. The Holy Spirit is here to give you a heart's desire. Not just a sermon, my brother. It's not just a Wednesday sermon, but it is a reality. If you can open your heart and then what drops in you and you believe it then you will be able to tell the Holy Ghost what he must do the government does not have power the churches do not have power the education institutions do not have power but the bride has the power the bride is the answer in this age I want bread members to start behaving like that and say brother Marie, when I wake up I know I've got an answer I can go anywhere and interrupt the program of the day wherever I go his program is interrupted the devil is the number one enemy of this church and wherever you find him deal with him 
I don't care how small you are. If you meet him, tell him. At the church, the minister of the gospel. He told me to deal with you. Get away, David. And he is obligated to respect your voice. You don't have to be a pastor for the devil to respect you. You need to be a child of God for the devil to respect you. And, and this evening, I say, demand respect. You don't need to say, demand respect. I say, devil, you will respect me. Whether you like it or not, you will respect me. Because I am the bride in the end time. How many demand respect from the devil? And how do you demand it? Whenever he has stolen, tell him to bring it back. That's how you, you, you make sure he respects you. Whatever you have lost, you need to claim it back because you've got a title thing. Every redemptive blessing is yours. Healing is yours. Eternal life is yours. Rapture is yours. Holiness is yours. Whatever you need is yours. Stand up and claim it. And say, devil, I demand it. It is mine. It has my name. And I don't care what you say. This is a claiming time. It's church is unusual. This is what this church is unusual. We are tired, brethren, to read the spoken words and not get the results. This is a time where we need to get the results. The same angel that was with Brother Brennan is with the bride. And he will deliver the results. Stop struggling. You were not born to struggle. Your God is a heavenly father. He is Melchizedek. He is the possessor of every blessing. I will claim it because I'm a son. I will claim it because I'm a daughter. Amen. Amen. We can't have people coming Wednesday service sick. Sunday they are sick. Wednesday they are back sick. Why? Are we happy with the status quo? If this message doesn't deliver results, leave it. But this message must deliver the results. Because it was vindicated by the pillar of fire. Stay with me. The reason we are so easygoing, our lives are lukewarm. We are, we are afraid to ask. Because we know somewhat our lives don't measure up. And over and above the, church, the devil has reduced us to ordinary army. 
you know why today we, we are able to backbite one another? It's because what we believe doesn't produce results. Yes. Tell me, if you had cancer, and the doctor shook his head and God comes and heals your body if somebody comes to you and say brother Mzizi you'll say hey let's stop brother Mzizi God has delivered me from a disease that I never thought he would deliver me from when God does things amongst the people they talk about how great he is but when God does not do things we deal with one another but it's not because death is God is dead. God is this is alive. You know, we we're sitting with a certain woman. And this woman is a is a top medical scientist in Zimbabwe. She was working in Namibia. Uh, and she was responsible for she was responsible for every disease that had to do with the blood. Whether new disease or old disease, she was responsible for the national laboratory. And then while she was busy with blood, one day she contracted a disease and they didn't know what that disease was. But that disease paralyzed them. And she was reduced, she was bedridden. The doctor, the, the medication that she had to use it had to be imported from UK to Namibia. Very expensive, expensive medication. Now, when she was bedridden, the doctors, her colleagues, couldn't help her. Now, they, they, she applied at the US which is an institute that, that deals with diseases or new diseases in America. And she was flown to America. When she got there, she was treated by top neurologists in America. Leading, leading, leading uh, uh, brains. Even Harvard Medical School was interested in her case. But they couldn't help her. She was bedridden. But when she got there, they were able to put some some, some, some 
what do what do you call it? Some some something to support her. Because she couldn't she couldn't even lift up anything. And then she was confined now to a wheelchair. Now when she was coming back, after America said there's nothing that we can do. Her colleagues within the medical fraternity shook their heads and said, can't do it. And she had to make her way back. When she was at Washington, D.C., waiting for a connecting flight, because now she was taking multiple medications, it made her to pass out. And then they found her in an elevator, having passed out. Can you see the devil can strip you of your dignity? It doesn't care whether you are a medic, top medical scientist. He will reduce you to nothing. This was a woman very highly educated. She couldn't help herself. Her colleagues couldn't help her. And now she was coming home. Now when she came back home, she was sitting there. The family said to her, we have tried everything. We can't help you. What must we do? They were wishing for her death. But one day, when she was in the bedroom, she had never left the bedroom for a number of months. And then she saw on television. The brothers, they, they were televising as someone. And after the sermon, then there was a testimony. I like testimony, but when it is medically proven as well. I, I hope we are together. You don't wake up and tell us a testimony. It must be tested. Because we will be fanatics. If the doctor says you've got HIV and we pray for you and we say you are healed, you still need to go back to the same doctor so that they declare you healthy. That's, that's being responsible. Hallelujah. Because you cannot just come to you and say, leave all this medication. That's, that's fanaticism. But while she was there, and she saw this testimony, that was confirmed by the secretary of, of the health minister in Zimbabwe. I was speaking to this woman. Now, once she saw that, she said, next week, I'm going to this church. And she told her family and said, I want to go. And they picked her up. It was difficult. And they picked her up and took her to church. She came to sit in the church, but she couldn't sit long because she, she was struggling. She went at the back to sleep somewhere. And when the service was done, then they invited her somewhere where the, a brother came 
and read a few scriptures about healing. And after he had read the scripture and went to the sister, now this was now on video, captured on video. Now. And he went to the sister and laid his hands. Remember, neurologists failed. Top medical fraternity in Namibia, Zambia, US failed. The brains at Harvard University failed. Here's a Zimbabwean brother with no education. He came to this medical, top medical scientist and laid his hands upon him and said, in the mighty name of Jesus and prayed for this woman. Then he took a few steps back and said to the woman, stand up and walk. And the woman left her seat. So he's on the video walking. So on the video walking. And as she was walking, in her handbag, she had an offering. Why no I say I came with it because I knew I was going to get healing. <laughs> that, 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 that is a faith, my brother. And she gave her offering. When they went, the husband took her home. They couldn't believe what happened. They didn't want to tell the family. But this woman, she had never woken up for many months. She had never left her bedroom. She had never been well for four years. But the next day, on Monday morning, she woke up at 4 o'clock. She started cleaning the house. She started cleaning the house. And today, she's well. And she's able to confirm this ministry has got power. And I say, brethren, if God can do that for a medical scientist who knows nothing about God, how much about you when you come to the service Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, and you are dressed right? God is obligated to bring results in your life. Amen. This message has got power. And these things, they never finished with Brother Brennan. You know what made the church to be less effective after the Brother Brennan was gone? We became debating students. I will take this quotation and fight with this brother with this quotation and say, uh, it must be like this. And we walk away, no results. Just debate. I'm not interested in quotation that has no life. This is a time where your quotation must bring results. Whatever we read about must become tangible. I need God who is tangible. I need the results that are tangible. Amen. How many years have we been coming to this building? Are you getting what you want? 
or it just become a church usual and go back its church as usual I say let it change this is a time where it must bring results this is a time where we need to call God on the scene this is a time where we tell him we've got a title this church must take this community We've got something powerful. But we are shy about it. Because if it has not worked for you, you are afraid to tell the next person about it. But let me give you a tip. When God does little things, break about him. When you break about him, oh, have you ever seen a, husband, a wife breaking about her husband? That man will go far. Will do great things because he knows my wife will tell her friends about me. Is it true, brothers? When your wife breaks about you, she encourages you to do more. That's exactly how our heavenly husband is like. When, when he heals you of headache, don't praise a panado. Praise him. He will come and say, because I healed you your headache, then I'm healing you a cancer. I hope we're together. Let us be a church that raves about God. That even this community can know. We, we rave about our God. When he does little things, we talk at the top of our voices and look up and say, I know it was my God. Have you seen that today we praise a lot of things about God? There's a lot that we praise. Amen. Now, faith is your key to claim what is yours. It is the substance. It is a, when it says a substance, it's a concrete existence. It is a, a reality shown by outward manifestation. It is a, a material in possession. It is tangible. Faith is something tangible of things hoped for. So you're able to touch things that are not there. You are able to handle things that are not there. And what makes you to handle it is that super sense. When you are sick and nothing can be done. But, but you, are, you are able to, to get into another realm. And, and be able to handle your healing. And behave according to your healing. Even though your healing is not there. But it becomes so tangible. Even the symptoms, you don't see them. But you are, you, are, you, are, you are reaching out onto something 
tangible things that you hold they become reality through the realm of faith and the people ask you what are the things that you are talking about you say I can't show you but, but I have received without receiving I see without seeing that is a faith that's what it will do and not only tangible, but it is the evidence Hallelujah. of things not seen. You, you've got the evidence of your healing without seeing it. When the doctor looks at you and says, nothing can be done. But, but you're handling evidence. An evidence that can stand in the court of law. Which is the court of law of God. And say, I've got this evidence. Hallelujah. I, I don't see it. But I've got this evidence. What is that evidence? David, I've got the evidence. By his stripes. I am healed. I've got the evidence. It is written. Here's the evidence. I can take it to the table and say, Here's my healing. Because it is written. Of things hoped for. Well seen, Your expectation is the evidence. That is what faith is. The faith is a title deed. It's a, it's a legal agreement that constitutes a legal ownership. If somebody comes to your house and say, hey, this is my house. From today is my house. You're able to say to the person, this, this is my house. And you will debate. When you've got a title deed. You will not want to debate. You will say to him, let us meet in God. Because why? You've got something that backs up your ownership. Let, let us meet in God. A, a believer that knows who she is or he is has got no time for debate because he's got the real thing. He just said to the devil, meet me tomorrow. I will produce the evidence after the title deed. This, this healing is mine. Isaiah 53. By his stripes, we were healed. Not we are healed. We were healed. That's what the title did say. And the devil cannot debate with that. Listen to what the prophet says. He says, paragraph 153, what is it? The Holy Spirit, the word has been quickened to you by the Holy Spirit to vindicate this age. 
that you have passed from death unto life. And now you are his. <laughs> Even God has got a title deed on you. When the, when the devil pulls you this way, and God pulls you that way, God is able to say, David, I've got a title deed on this man. He's mine. He wasn't my thought. He was my attribute. And today he is. But he's mine. How many have ever been claimed by God? Do you remember the time when you were not sure whether to come into the message or not? And, and there was a battle in your life. Should I believe? Should I not believe? I must be careful. But there's something. It was the battle taking place until God took out the title and said, this is my daughter. This is the title deed. She comes from heaven. And she's going back to heaven. Here's the title deed. The message is the title deed. That you are no longer of the devil. But you are of God. Some of us, the devil has been playing with us. He made us do things that we regret. But one day, something within us moved. It was the title deed. God claiming you. I said, you are mine. And you dropped everything and came to the house of God. I said, God, I'm coming back to you. Because he's got a title deed. Some of you, the devil wants you to go back to the world. But every time you want to go, God takes out the title deed and says, this is mine. I don't care what they've gone through. They will never give up. Because they've got my title deed. They are my property. We are God's property. And the devil must know that. And he must never mess with God's property. He must respect God's property. And as a minister of the gospel, this evening, I touch the devil. I'm bringing the charges against the devil. For malicious damage to God's property. This evening I'm bringing a charge. I said, David, you have messed up with the mind of God's people. You told them that they are not perfect. You told them that they are unworthy. You told them that they are not going to heaven. And David, you are a liar. Because I've got a title deed that proves these are God's people. I don't care what the devil is doing. If he's fooling you, let him get off me. The minister of the gospel is preaching and he says, I am God's property. No matter what you have done, no matter what you have been through, no matter how sinful you think you may be, God will never disown his property. It is his eternally. Amen. 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 He says, Oh, because he is. 
You've got the right to all that he has purchased for us. Every promise in the Bible is yours. You say, Brother Madiba, do you mean what I mean? From Genesis to Revelation, every promise in the Bible is yours. Some of you are looking down at yourself and say, I'm just a black man somewhere in Wheatbank. It doesn't matter. Every promise that is in the Bible is yours. That says the prophet of the hour. If I was you sitting in my chair, I will say, God, that is God speaking. That is a prophet that was vindicated by the pillar of fire. If he says it, I believe it. Every promise in the Bible is mine. Oh, I think somebody can believe it. Every promise healing is yours. Every promise in eternal peace is yours. Every promise rapture is yours. Every promise can the church say Every promise, every promise is mine. Is mine. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. Every promise in the Bible is yours. I will start rejoicing and tell the table, you don't know me. God respects me. Every promise in the Bible is mine. I'm thankful this evening. I'm thankful this evening. I'm thankful this evening. Every promise is mine. Oh my. Oh my. Everything that Jesus purchased and promised you in the Bible, it's yours. It's your property. It's paid for. We owe the devil nothing. He's paid. God, Jesus on the cross paid for everything. David, I owe you nothing. Every debt was settled on Calvary. David, I owe you nothing. And whatever you think you've got a claim on me, I've got a message for you. I owe you nothing. Life is mine. He paid for it. Life is yours. He paid for it. Healing is mine. He paid for it. Healing is yours. He paid for it. Freedom is mine. He's paid for it. Heaven is mine. He paid for it. He paid every price. Everything he purchased belongs to the man that holds the token. And I don't know, don't pay to power. 
Your token is a title deed. The token, what is the token? The life of this man in your heart is a title deed. It makes every redemptive blessing to be yours. Let me tell you, my brother, you are not living in this world because somebody is doing you a favor. You are in this world because God designed that you need to be here. Every blessing comes from the Almighty God. It doesn't come from a man. It will not be stopped by a man. When God blesses you, no one will reverse the blessing. You remember Peleam? He came to the Israelites. Having hired by Balak. He came and looked at them because he wanted to curse them. He came this side. He couldn't curse them. He moved that side. He couldn't curse them. He came behind them. He couldn't curse them because they were already blessed. But when you looked at them, they had mistakes. When you look at them, they worship the golden card. When you look at them, they murmured against the prophet of God. But that will not reverse the blessing. When the enemy looked and wanted to cast, he couldn't cast because God had already said blessing. I say, you are blessed. They will look at you from this anger. They won't be able to cast you. They will come on this they wouldn't be able to catch you. And yes, you will have mistakes. But your mistakes will not reserve God's blessing. Whatever he has blessed, he has blessed eternally. No matter who says what, this evening, I don't care what a man says. He was God has blessed me. He chose me and made me a message believer. No man will reverse it. I don't care who he is. It is irreversible. Do you believe that church? Do you believe that you are blessed? Do you believe that your blessing are irreversible? I say believe that. No matter what the people say, your blessings are irreversible. You accept eternally. God doesn't take a chance. He doesn't save you tomorrow. To lose you tomorrow. He saves you eternally. Tomorrow you are saved. Yesterday. Next day you are saved. You are saved eternally. Some of us will think if somebody is angry with you, then the blessing is gone. Is he or she God? Even God can reverse his blessing. Was it Isaac? When he came, and, and, and Jacob came, and he smelled like Esau. And Isaac said, But when I touch you, I feel like you are Esau. 
But the voice is Jacob. And Jacob convinced him. And he says, he laid his hand. And blessed Jacob. When Esau came and said, Can I receive my blessing? He said, Your blessings are already gone. I can't reverse it. What? It is given to Jacob. I say to you, God has touched you. And say your voice what the people are. sounds like Clement, but your body what sounds like the Jesus Christ, and He blessed you. No one will reverse that blessing. God bless you, Jesus. thankful for this message. I'm thankful for this prophet. Yes. Just give us a, a worshiping song. Let's just worship him. How many say God? Let, me, let it be a season where you will deliver the results. Let me not just be a church member. Let my experience bring results. And he will bring results. He's more than willing to do that. Let's just worship him.
My brother, my sister, you are the evidence. God can, can point at you and say, there is an evidence of this ministry. Amen. Just give us another worshiping song. Brother Mpanyana will wrap up in prayer for us. Thank you, Lord. This evening, Heavenly Father, we don't even have ways to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We can't, Heavenly Father, find a word in our dictionary, Almighty Jesus, 
that will express how we are so grateful and thankful. Thank you, Father. Mighty God, we know, Heavenly Father, that you took us, Heavenly Father, that you were nothing, Heavenly Father. Yes. You came and you made us something, Heavenly Father. We are what we are, Heavenly Father, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, Almighty God. Once more, Heavenly Father, you came and you reminded us, Heavenly Father, where we come from, where we are going, Almighty yes. God. Heavenly Father, that is the greatest strategy, Almighty Jesus, mm. that you have given unto us as believers, Heavenly Father. Yes. That we must know that we are pilgrims and we are strangers on this world. We are seeking for a city whose builder and maker is God himself. Mighty Jesus, Heavenly Father, we thank you once more, Lord, that Heavenly Father, we are the evidence, Heavenly Father, yes. of this great message of the hour, Heavenly Father. If people want to see Heavenly Father, we say, come and see Almighty right God. There. Once more, Heavenly Father, we have given your weight, Heavenly Father. So Almighty Jesus, we say we thank you, Heavenly Father. The way we have spoken through thy servant, Heavenly Father. Yes. We know the virtue has gone out, Heavenly Father. Mm. Almighty Jesus, we say restore once more, Heavenly Father. Give him courage, Heavenly Father. Give him wisdom, yes. Heavenly Father. Thank Give him you. more revelation, Let Almighty be, Jesus. So that he may come and deliver unto us, Heavenly Father, as thy children, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, we know the great responsibility that is upon him, Heavenly yes. Father. Because Heavenly Father is the pastor, Almighty Jesus. Mm. All the spirits, Heavenly Father. Oh, we pray for him, Almighty Thank Jesus. You, that always, Almighty God, may you protect him under the blood, Heavenly Father. So we far. thank you, Heavenly Father, Almighty Jesus. For the church, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, that is always praying for him, Heavenly Father, yes. protecting Heavenly Father. Almighty, as we say, Heavenly Father, bless the church once more, Heavenly Father. Bless each and every one, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the message of the hour, Heavenly thank Father. You. We thank you for the message that you have delivered tonight, Heavenly mm. Father. That we must know that, Heavenly Father, we've got a title, deed, Heavenly Father. Yes. We mustn't, Heavenly Father, be toast about, Heavenly Father, exactly. by every wind of doctrine, Heavenly yes. Father. By every wind of men's words, Heavenly Father. Let us stand, Heavenly Father, like Paul said, Almighty Jesus. Even an angel comes from heaven, Heavenly Father, yes. and preach any other gospel, Heavenly Father. Except this one, let it be accursed, Heavenly That's Father. Right. So we mustn't believe each and every gospel, Heavenly Father, but we must believe the true Heavenly Father, the unalterated word of God, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, once more this evening. We say, bless the church, Heavenly Father. Bless our pastor, Almighty yes. God. Bless the church, Heavenly Father, abundantly, Almighty God. We pray, Heavenly Father, whatever has been done, Almighty Jesus, we know, Heavenly Father, we just have to accept, Lord, because our healing, Heavenly Father, you have died, Heavenly Father, 2,000 ago, Heavenly Father. By your stripes, you were healed already, yes. Heavenly Father. Our salvation, Heavenly Father, before the foundation of the world, Heavenly Father, mm. has been provided to us, Almighty God. We just have to claim, Heavenly Father, what belongs to us, Heavenly Father. All the blessings, Heavenly Father, all the promises, Heavenly Father, yes. that they are in this book, Heavenly Father. We claim them tonight, Heavenly Father. Yes. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we say, Heavenly Father, yes. they belong unto us, Heavenly exactly. Father. Every promise, Almighty Jesus. We must not look down upon ourselves, Heavenly Father. We must look walk, Heavenly Father, with our chest out, Heavenly Father, knowing that, Heavenly Father, we are sons and daughters of the living God, Heavenly yes. Father. Bless the church once more, Almighty Jesus, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. 
My mother was here on Sunday. Amen. She came to visit. And she said, I was blessed by the message. I was blessed that the church calls Brother Brenham. And the way Brother Mpayana preached it was a blessing. I say, if you go with this prophet, you'll never go wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he is the prophet of the hour. Amen. How many love this prophet? Amen. The brethren in, in Zimbabwe, they've made a multiple of uh, DVD copies uh, for all the services. They've split them between testimony and uh, song service and then just same ones only. Whoever wants them can approach Brother Msiz and then they will be able to give you the copies. Amen. May God richly bless you. Continue to pray for us. Sometimes when the devil comes with turbulences, it's the prayers of the saints that makes us to sail on turbulence. Keep on praying for us. God bless you richly. Give us a song till we meet you on Sunday, 9 o'clock. God bless you.